0: You're listening to Work Mommy, where the goal is for all women, no matter your age or stage in life, to be the best versions of ourselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while you do it. Now, this one is going to be an episode that is going to be huge for moms or even child care providers. I was actually able to successfully get kids to do this that I babysat for before i was even a mom myself so this is something that i learned from my mom it is super easy super simple and you know, as babysitters, childcare providers, when we nannied, all that jazz, we were able to get many kids to actually do this. So I want to share it with you because it's possible to get these kids in bed early and mommies, we need that because we need to maintain our sanity, okay? So I'm going to give you six things that you absolutely must do for this to work. you got to follow the program (laughs) with this, okay? Can't deviate. There is and measure of um almost like stoicness okay you're gonna have to adapt to actually do this you're gonna have to be that no-nonsense mom and mean what you say and say what you mean on this okay we need our sleep we don't need all that extra okay so if you follow these six steps that again i was able to do before i even had kids of my own with other people's kids you will be able to get your kids to sleep at 6 p six thirty 30 p.m now i'm really talking more so about toddlers here okay um of course the bigger kids once they start getting into like seven eight and all that you're gonna have to change things up a little bit but they still need a lot of sleep too at that age but this is specifically um for toddlers this works very well with toddlers okay so number one you have to start your day early So you're going to have to kind of get up when they get up. And, you know, most little kids, they do wake up a little bit earlier because they do get more sleep. So kind of get ready to start your day an hour before they wake up. Some little ones get up around 8 a.m. Some will get up around 7 a.m. Anywhere from 7 to 8 a.m. is typically when they will start, you know, doing their rustling and everything. So, you know, then back it up an hour from that and you be up an hour before they get up. So, you know, for me, usually, you know, that's like around seven sometimes I'll even push it a little bit earlier for myself and it's six. So that means I have to also go to bed early myself, right, for that to work. But it works really, really well. And what you do when you um, are moving your day up like this is you're getting them started earlier. So they're gonna be sleepy earlier in the day, okay? So if they're getting up late, they're not gonna be ready to go to bed until 10 o'clock at night, and that's not what you want. So get them up early, and if you have a sleepy head, you may even take you waking them up a little bit earlier and going ahead and getting that day going, okay? Okay, number two tip, number two tip for this to work, okay, because remember, 6.30 is the time that we want them in the bed. That means this number two tip is going to be very important for you because dinner time. Dinner time has to be 4.30 p.m. I know that seems like really early to be having dinner. Um, you can give like a little snack right before bedtime. If your little one is like my toddler number two and she likes to eat. So sometimes we give them just a little something extra right before they go to bed. But dinner time is at four. 30 because if you're starting dinner at five, they're still gonna be running around by six thirty. They're not gonna be ready. Okay, you need that full amount of time from four thirty. 6:30 6 30 for them to get in the routine of going to bed so for you to get dinner on a table at 4 30 that's going to take some prep on your part you are going to have to kind of know what you want to cook ahead of time um i a lot of the times will do meal prepping when i'm being really good <laughs> sometimes it doesn't always happen but you know doing like your frozen meals you know prepping it freezing it and then bringing it out throwing it in a crock pot is a lifesaver for me when you have two toddlers at the same time Okay, it is very challenging when there are two toddlers there at the same time to to do all this. So that tip is something that really, really does help getting dinner on the table at 430. Now, during the day, you want to be giving them, you know, lots of snacks and everything so that they do have a nice full belly before they go to sleep so again this second one is making sure you get dinner on the table by four thirty. that gives you time to do cleanup and all of that jazz before it's time to tuck them in to bed okay okay the next one is We really, 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 really are probably going to have some people go and gasp on this one. They're going to gasp like, no, this is not the way I've been told, and this is not what you do. Once my babies have gotten a little bit um, more into the toddler stage, this is the number third one, okay? I actually stopped them from taking naps okay cuz 6:30 until they wake up at 7 or 8 the next morning they're getting well over 10 hours of sleep okay that's you know more than enough that they need now I'm not talking about a baby. A baby is actually going to sleep even more than that. You could put a baby to bed, you know, at 630. They'll wake up, you know, probably maybe three hours after that to either nurse or have a bottle. And then after that, they'll probably be able to sleep for the rest of the night. So anywhere from that age of like, you know, six months to um, like one and a half Put this, what I'm saying, on the back burner and save it till they hit about one and a half, two onward up until six, okay? This works, which is just forget the nap, okay? Get them in bed earlier and forget the nap. And for me, the fight with the naps was always a struggle because, you know, once they hit around three, They like, look, I'm too busy. I'm discovering the world. There is stuff to do. They are too busy to take a nap. They tired. They falling over. They stumbling because they're so sleepy, but they ain't going to do it. You know, you sleepy? No, take a nap. They'll tell you quick. They don't want to do it. So why fight with them um, because then once you actually put them down for an, for bedtime, they're going to be so dead dog tired. I don't hear nothing when I put them down to sleep because they didn't take a nap during the day, but they're still getting more than enough hours of sleep that they need so you know with motherhood sometimes you got to work smarter not harder and everyone says you know oh a two-year-old has to take a midday nap a three-year-old has to take a midday nap it doesn't always work you know what i'm saying and why stress yourself out the goal is they need to get x amount of hours of sleep usually it's 10 or more and this will get them that okay and again i feel like a lot of babies and toddlers they need naps because they don't actually have a bedtime you know your people are letting them stay up too late you know 10 30 11 o'clock bedtimes for a six-year-old you're gonna have a cranky toddler 24 seven cause they are sleep deprived and they need that rest because they are still developing and growing. So this one is huge. It's a way to work smarter, not harder. It's contrary to what you will probably read in most books and you know, most, you know, mommies may even say, oh, but it works, it works for me. And it's worked with a lot of the kids that I've worked with over the years and That's how we do. Okay, so I hope you really find that one to be a game changer. I hope that that one really kind of helps you to see like, okay, it's more so about them getting at least 10 hours of sleep more so than them having a breakup during the day. Okay. So and, and with that, you know, during the day, you want to kind of have transitional periods during your, during your day. So there is a time for like schoolwork type activities, then you transition into some playtime. And then towards the end of the day, when it's getting closer to that bedtime, you're kind of already starting to wind down. So my midday is when all my activities happen in my house. If we are going to go on a walk, if we're going to go outside to play, if we're going to do anything that gets them up and, you know, exerting their energy you don't want to save that for the end of the day because then they're going to be too on a high to go to bed and then if you do it too early they may be tired earlier and start to get cranky and need a nap and take a nap and then you're like oh no now you're not going to be ready to go to bed at 6 30 so again you got to give a lot of forethought to what you're doing and really um plan it out so that one really really has been helpful for me okay now um so we talked about dinner at 4 30 we talked about you know not taking the naps now the next thing that you're going to do is after you have your dinner at 4 30 remember this is wind down time you are going to start sending the signal to them that it is bedtime by doing a quick cleanup so this isn't the time to do a deep down clean but it's like okay let's put away you know um The stuffed animals and let's get in our pajamas so usually this would be happening probably around 5 30 to 6 o'clock so you know right after you finish dinner you're cleaning that up you can even have your little ones involved in that activity I certainly do get your plate even though they got little two and three year old hands get that plate pick it up and put it in the kitchen that teaches them that responsibility okay so we clean up together and then um, we get into our PJs, or it still gives you that little bit of window. If you need to give them a bath, you can give them a bath then as well. If you, you know, do a bath every day or maybe every other day or whatever, um, you have the time built into the schedule to do that. So that happens between five, uh, excuse me, uh, five o'clock and um, six o'clock. Okay. Now, when it comes to bedtime okay this next one here is very very important and we're we're working towards the end of our list here but let's say now we've gone through all of our steps you know we've gotten dinner on the table properly we have um you know done our cleanup and they're in their pajamas now it is lights out time okay and when lights out time comes that means lights out out so you know you give them their hug give them a kiss a lot of babies and toddlers will want to have something to drink right before they go to bed so you have that available for them you know um and one of my po- other podcast episodes I talked about the fact that I don't do bedtime stories either, cause that's another way they drag out sleep time. Mm-mm. I do day stories, girl. Day stories. I'm not reading you a story at night, cause then you gonna say, read another one, mommy. I want another one. What she do then? They're stalling. Remember, they're smart. They are smart. They know what they're doing. Don't give them a chance to stall on you. You know, and because you get all sucked in. You're like, oh, this is so fun. This is so cute. We reading a little story, and they plotting on you the whole time. Okay, so no bedtime stories once you get them into the pajamas it is a quick lights out good night and see you tomorrow okay here is the key with this make sure they go pee pee potty everything they gotta do before you get them to this point because the other thing they're gonna do is right y'all know soon as you get them in the bed will potty that's what my youngest one calls it girl. She puts it together pee poop potty. She didn't tell you I'm either doing one or the two. She may be doing one or she may do another one. But that's what they do. As soon as you as soon as they know you about to leave the room, then they scream out. Oh, pee pee potty. Mm-mm. You're going to give them their potty break before that. And then that way if they say, oh, pee pee potty. Now nah, you just did that. Sorry. Lights are going out, partner. It is lights out time, so be really, really strict about your lights out time, do not deviate. Once you leave that room, this is a key right here, once you leave that room, do not go back in, okay? Now, of course, once they actually fall asleep, we go in, we check on them, oh, how are they doing? We look at them, oh, they're so cute when they sleep. Do all of that, but do it after they fall asleep. If they call you in um, and say, mommy, this, that, and the other thing, I stand at my door and I will talk to them through the door. Don't put your whole body in that room because once you do, they got you. And they know they got you. Then they're going to stand there. Well, what happened was I had a bad dream and, um, yeah, uh-uh. You ain't have no bad dream. You probably did, but you're going to get through it. You know, we're going to do what we got to do. You know, say a little prayer, do whatever we got to do. And then back to bed back to bed do not let them dictate this situation because they they know how to okay they know how to maneuver it all right so if they have an issue again with this one remember don't fully enter the room stand at the door say whatever you want to say to them let them express themselves reassure them mommy loves you so much thank you so much for telling me you know, what you just said, okay, we could talk about it more tomorrow, it's night-night time, okay, sweet girl, you know what they say, okay, night-night, because sometimes they do just want to be heard out, you know, maybe they really did, you know, have a bad dream, or just feeling uneasy, you know, especially once they start getting to, closer to age six, they become, like, consciously aware of, like, um, Dangers and things like that more so they may have encountered something that they had never encountered before during the day And then it kind of just replays at night. So that is a very real thing. So you definitely want to reassure them but don't let them um, Get you either and pull you into just staying in the room talking with them, you know for an hour and everything so now um, Let's get to really the clincher and what this whole thing, you know, really weighs on here. This is going to be something that is at the very core and foundation of all of the steps that I gave you to do this. This right here is really what has to happen before for all of this to work well. Okay. When you have your baby, set a bedtime from the jump. And be careful with, you know, um, co-sleeping or having them sleep in your room. The longer you do that, the harder it is for them to really get used to sleeping on their own, okay? And, you know, everybody makes their own choices. People feel very, you know, adamant about co sleeping. I just like getting a good night's rest. I like to sprawl out in my bed, you know, with my man. We really enjoy our bedtime together, and neither of us really wanted a child cramping our style like that. Um, We felt it was very important for our relationship, you know, that we were able to, have our bed to ourselves. It's important, right? So, um, when you have a newborn, of course, you're you're nursing around the clock and all these things. I did have my children in my room um, with me up until about four months. Okay, once they hit four months, and especially by the time that they get to six months, they really do start to transition into like a normal. Um, bedtime. Before that, you know, they're kind of used to being in the womb when they could wake up and do whatever. They had no real concept of like what daytime was and what nighttime was. So those first couple of months, you got to just go with their schedule and have them in your room. And they're so little, they need to be in your room because, you know, there are sometimes issues that happen with young babies and you want to have eyes on them. Um, But after about four and a half months, transition them into their room and it's a great time to do it because they're not really fully aware just yet of I'm sleeping next to mommy and daddy or I am in I'm in mommy and daddy's room but I can guarantee you by the time they get to six months they know if they're in your room or if they're in another room and if you ain't there, then they freaking out and they're gonna cry so you want to get them early intervention here is the key you want to get them to their Own room before they even become aware that this is not the norm. You feel me? So do that. Make it easier for yourself, you know. And if you don't have like a separate room for them, at least like their own little area that is not so close to your own bed that they could just climb out or, you know, whatever. Just a little separation you know is good but ideally yes if they have their own room but hey not everybody has that that option you know you got to work with what you got so but just a little bit of space at least okay and that is really going to help a lot because if they are already used to sleeping in their room and having a bedtime before they turn you know one and a half especially It is going to be a lot easier to get your toddler as well as your older child to have a good early bedtime. It is going to make your life so much easier if you are able to do that, you know, um, especially a lot of women who listen to this podcast are entrepreneurs they're small business owners. And we have things we have to do. So if you get them in bed by 630, hey. You're able to do a lot of things afterwards. You've already had dinner. You've already cleaned up your house. Now you can, you know, maybe work on your social media campaign, you know, for an hour or two before you get in bed yourself. Because with this schedule, you're able to even get in bed as early as 8, 830 if you want. So, you know, it's a very good thing to do now. This is a guide. You're going to have to change this and tweak it to fit your lifestyle. Everybody has a different schedule and things that they have to do. But this is just a guide of what I have done with other people's children as well as my own children. And it has saved me so much stress so much whatever and I see the difference like if we go you know before COVID when we would go on a vacation you know that was a time just to like be up and do whatever and I remember the very first time we did take our first baby on a vacation and I was like oh whatever we're on vacation I'm not going to do all that stuff boy, I tell you, my baby lost her mind. She would not sleep. She would not act right because her schedule was upset. She wasn't getting the rest that she needed. And I was like, oh, no, even when we go on vacation, we sticking with this bedtime schedule because I don't have time to have a baby screaming and doing all that extra, you know. So the key takeaway here is, you know, you really, 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 want to put your best foot forward on this because it is going to save you time energy and stress not only when they are a toddler but for years to come because they will be used to you know hey i go to bed early now once they get much older you know 13 whatever they're gonna fight you on the bedtime and all that that's what's still at least prior to that they have gotten a good amount of sleep under their belt. And we know sleep isn't something you can actually save up. But developmentally, what they need is, you know, the 10 hours of sleep. They've gotten it from you because you made sure they got it. once they start getting bigger, they don't want to sleep. You know, you have to handle that in different ways and and really adjust. But from what I've seen, you know, if you can instill these pretty early, it really does help. At least it also gives them a way for them to, like, expand expect and respect the rules of the house like hey these are the rules you know and these are what they're going to be regardless of how young or how old you know you are when you're in the house and that's just what it is so um again you have to make adjustments as they age and every mom you know really does a great job you know with doing that i've had moms share all kinds of tips with me um that i've kind of put in my my mental note box and, and written down in some places that okay once they start hitting these ages this is what i'm going to do when they start fighting me on bedtime so but for now um this works pretty good and i will say um I even did a sleep training um redo with I remember this one child was actually almost 8 years old and we um watched this child a lot and um we the the child would stay over at mine and my mom's home and we got her she used to stay up at like ten, eleven thirty at night she was going to bed at eight o'clock with us and the mom was like how did you do that oh my goodness how did you do i'm like we just laid down the law and was like You don't have to go to sleep, but you do have to lay in the bed. You know, if you want to sing a song, if you want to, you know, play with your hands or have a little toy there or a stuffed animal, use your imagination and, you know, pretend you're doing something. As long as you stay in the bed, that's cool. And that's what she would do. You know, girlfriend would be in there playing with her little stuffed animals, whatever. 10, 15 minutes later, she clunked out you know so it really can work for for even older kids as well to to keep them with a reasonable bedtime okay so This has been a lot of information in this episode. And just to recap, I'm going to give you everything that we just talked about. Again, just listing it out, okay? So remember, number one is you got to start your day early. So get up, prepare your day, get up before your children get up so that you have a great momentum that's going to carry you throughout the rest of your day, okay? Number two is got to get food on the table, dinner on the table by 4.30 p.m. Okay, and you know, doing so is gonna help you to really get them in the bed promptly at 6.30, okay? Next is you are going to eliminate naps if they are at least over the age of one and a half, okay? Prior to one and a half, they are still gonna need probably another nap in there during the day and they'll just clunk out at that age and that's totally fine but if they're over one and a half especially two you know three four five six just save yourself the trouble eliminate the nap and get them in bed at 6 30 okay they'll still get over 10 hours and that'll be great all right so the next thing you're going to do is once you, you know, um, go ahead and finish dinner, you are going to do your nightly cleanup and get them in their pajamas. That also leaves you, you know, the time in there to get them a bath in if you're going to go ahead and do that. Okay. Next is light out promptly at 6 30 shared a couple things on this point so remember if they call you back in that room after that you stand where at the door and you talk to them you reassure them right there at the door and you know let them know everything is okay but do not fully re-enter the room also eliminate the bedtime story because that's another way for them to drag it out drag it on ask you 50 more million questions about the story because they don't want to go to bed Okay. Okay. Um, Now the last one again was setting a great sleep schedule from the jump. So once your baby hits four and a half months old, you want to make sure that if there if you're able you know for them to have their own room that they are sleeping in their own room if they're still an infant baby you know at that age you're going to go in you know every now and then and check on them you have to do that and it is more work see that's that's kind of where the a lot of people say oh that's too much because you don't want to get up in the middle of the night and go into an, another room just to check on the baby but i was willing to do that because i knew it was going to save me time You know for years you know once they started getting bigger you know so I I was willing to do that and it really does work if you're willing to just go ahead get up have them in their own room go in and check on them but transitioning them into their own room as early as four and a half months okay. All right, ladies, now I really, really hope that you found all of these tips to be beneficial. I hope that I shared some tips with you that you can implement. And remember, if I could do it, you could do it, okay? Like, and remember, I've done this with not just my kids, but other people's kids too. So it really, really, really does work, okay? All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Working Mommy. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next episode.